And now it's time for Back to the Futures on the BetQL Network with Lucy Burge and Brandon Sprague. Hey, what's up, guys? Uh, Brandon Sprague back here at the helm with Lucy Burge, my co-host on the East Coast. Uh, I missed last week's show. I was in Minneapolis, Minnesota. Uh, Why? I don't know. It was the most random trip of my life. But I went anyway. We had 70-degree weather, and I got to watch the Minnesota Twins play uh, in person. So sorry about missing the show last week here. Back to the Futures on the BetQL Network and the Odyssey app. And, Lucy, I know you held the fort down for me, but it's been a week. Actually, it's been two weeks since I saw you, but it's been a week since the show. Uh, how's the gambling been treating you lately? Are you, are you making some good bets? You struggling? I've been following you throughout the week with your three bets, three, four bets a day. Uh, I'm curious how the week's been treating you. Yeah, so missed you last week. Very glad you're back. Glad the trip went well. They've been going pretty well. I'd say all in all, I'm over, I would say I'm over 500. Let's just say that right now. Today, I had seven bets. One of them was scratched because J.D. Martinez did not play in the Red Sox game. What a game that was. Um, so I went uh, three and three today. So not bad because okay. I picked Mike Trout to hit a home run. He did. Shohei Otani to get a hit. He did because he hit a home run too. Red Sox won. Uh, Dodgers Phillies over five in the first five innings did not hit. Um, mm. But yeah, all, all in all, it's going it's going okay, I'd say the bets. The Celtics, not so hot right now. But, you know, we'll we'll get there. The overs oh. are, are looking good, but that's about it. Oh, about gonna, it. But gonna, the red, hammer gonna... that Red Sox money line, people, because they are. <laughs> I can't say I can't say they're back. I can't say they're back yet, but they're doing very well right now. Well, what I would say to that, though, Lucy, is they're playing the Mariners. And it feels like any team right now playing the Seattle Mariners who are in like a free fall for a month now uh, tend to benefit from playing them. But to your point, Trevor Story's been playing really well. The Red Sox are starting to get their, their stuff together. It looks like your Red Sox will win the World Series tweets. Uh, are starting to come back in in style. Uh, we will get to the Celtics. We do need to talk about that. I thought it was interesting. The pre-show conversation we had where you are already ready to maybe proclaim that Boston won't win another game. I don't know how you do that with these playoffs and the way everything is gone. Uh, but that's what I love about Boston sports fan is they always find a way to be miserable until they can be happy. So that's the, that's, no, this is it. This is that's what a it trait. is. You, that's a trait. You are happy, happy when you're miserable. Yes. So that's yes. what it is. So as long as I have mad beef with the Celtics right now, and this is where I'm happy. This is where I live when I am mad at them, because this is where all of my, just I could just bottle it all up and just let then let it all out because I am, I am convinced I could score more points against the heat than Jason Tatum did the other night. I am that so, was, I am so angry yeah. at them right now. Yeah, that was uh we're recording this on a Sunday evening for those podcast listens uh, that game Saturday evening. Not a good showing by Tatum. Uh, completely no showed. He and you know what? Give him credit. He uh, I like when athletes at least take the accountability. And he said in the post game, six turnovers and no points, like six or two points or whatever he finished with in the second half. He's like, that's unacceptable. Um, yeah. This loss is on me. And he's not wrong. Brown showed up. I thought in a big way and did what he needed to do. Uh, you just didn't quite get it from Jason Tatum. So it's going to be tougher. Uh, Boston to be able to beat that Miami team. We'll dive a little bit more into that. We'll get into the Mavs and Suns game three as this series has shifted to uh, Dallas. And we'll see, Lucy, what you think about this series. The Mavs down 0-2. They were down 0-2 in the last series, should be noted, against Phoenix. And they were able to come back uh, and win four of the final five. So we'll see. Can they do this against a battle-tested championship pedigree Golden State Warriors? We'll dive into that. Uh, Coming up as well. We will talk with our good friend yet again, Luke Pergandy, PropSwap.com, the founder of PropSwap.com. 
to see what he makes of the PGA Championship, which line, uh, which just actually finished right before we went live, and what he makes of the NHL and NBA uh, futures markets. I, I do want to quickly, before we dive into the Boston-Miami series here, Lucy, I do yes. want to highlight for those listeners out there, uh, we don't just give you winners out here. We, we do provide losers, and we can provide them quite often. And I would like to say I sprinkled a lot on the PGA Championship, but one bet I really liked after round one was getting Will Zalatoris at 12 to 1 odds. Now, not the best. I get it. But 12 to 1, I felt great. I put a couple shekels on that thing. And I'll tell you, I thought I had that wrapped up after round two and three. And then round four, he comes back, final round, pushes it to overtime with Justin Thomas. And unfortunately, it comes down to the last putt of the three-hole aggregate. So Justin Thomas, who you could have got live action on at plus 1,800 after round two, you probably could have live bet him today at the beginning of the day because his chances of even winning the PGA Championship, his second major, were very slim. But I had a bad beat, Lucy. I had Will Zalatoris at 12-1, to 1, and unfortunately for me, he just came up one stroke short in the playoff. Don't you just hate that? At least oh. you did not have money on Tiger Woods, as some people bet with their hearts and not with their minds on that case. But that is a tough one. That is tough. Please tell me you didn't bet on Tiger. No, I did not. I did not. Okay. I thought about right. it. Of course, I thought I looked at those odds and I was like, you know what? Do you want to bet on on history? Do you want to get to sprinkle a little bit on like Tiger coming back and saying like, yeah, I bet on that and he won. And that's the longest shot ever. No, he's not going to win. I know he's not going to win. No, I did not. I was like, okay, I'm going to restrain myself. If I had put money on this, I would have looked at Cam Young. But mm. I did not put money on this. Yeah, no, Cam Young, that would have been a good bet. I mean, he at least would have made it interesting. Maybe you could have found some top three, top five action for Cam Young and got okay value there. Uh, but Cam true. Young there at the end. Unfortunately, the PGA Championship, uh, I know it's Justin Thomas' second major, and that's a big deal because it's Justin Thomas. This championship is going to be about Mito Pereira absolutely mm. choking away on hole 18, hitting his tee shot into a creek, having to take the drop, and then hit a bad chip to get himself within a par spot. Uh, or even a bogey, and he ended up finishing double, knocked himself out of a, a what would have been a three-player playoff. So got a playoff with Zalatoris and Thomas. Unfortunately, uh, the guy who probably should have won the tournament completely gacked it away on hole 18, and you just you felt for him. He got interviewed. I just I've been in that oh, spot as God. a as a crappy golfer, Lucy, who's had a really bad moment. You don't want to talk to anybody after that. So no. I really felt for him choking away that championship on the final hole. Because all you want to do is throw your clubs, right? Like in, yes. uh, would you say, would you say the Creek is the worst place for your ball to land <laughs> like ever uh, easily? Yes. It's absolutely yeah. <laughs> not even close or the rough at St. Andrews, like one of the open championship roughs where it's basically just like a huge prickly bush. And you're like, good luck even finding the ball, let alone hitting out of that. Oh, um, if your so. ball lands in just a bushes of thorns, what do you do? Like what? You, you take you, a drop. You got to you you go take a drop. It. Yeah. You got to take a drop okay. and you, you take the stroke down. Uh, and and you just hope for the best, but it didn't it didn't work out for him. Justin Thomas gets his second major championship. A lot to discuss. Let's start with your beloved, because we will get to the Dallas Mavericks and Golden State Warriors game three. Lucy, what have you made so far of Boston Miami? Miami just thumping Boston early and often in game three. Boston makes a big run in the second half, gets within one in the final three minutes, and unfortunately for them, Miami just had every answer. Bam Adebayo with his breakout game of the series. Kyle Lowry back from the injury. What do you made right now? You don't seem to feel very confident in Boston and what they could do in the series. 
not right now. Not after what I saw the other night. I was very angry with that. Com the comeback attempt, they were almost there. They had all the pieces. They were they were coming with in without Robert Williams III. And they were like, they overcame Al Horford coming back from COVID. They were like coming back from all these things and they made the comeback. And I was like, great, maybe they could do it. And everyone's all excited. And they're within one point. And they're like, okay, this is great. And they just throw it away. And again, Jason Tatum, 10. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? 10 points. This is a playoff game. This is the Eastern Conference Finals. And before this game, I thought, okay, as long as they have Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum, they'll be fine. Jason Tatum was not there. Was not there. 10 points. You're not there. You don't count. You are, then he goes down with a shoulder injury. Okay. And then he comes back. Great. You come back, but like, still you've got 10 points. Jalen Brown, star of the show. That's not, you want everybody to be, they have shown that they could get this far in the playoffs without a star. They have shown that they deserve to be here and they did not show it that night. They did not come through. And I'm hoping that they didn't come in taking this easy. They didn't come in being like, oh, well, you know, we are like, too confident. Like, we are so confident that we are going to win, that we're just going to take it easy because we'll find a way. You don't always find a way, as they showed that night. This, I, this is a disaster. This is a – coming into the next game, I'm scared. I am very, very scared for what's going to happen really? because they could just get destroyed again, just destroyed again. And this is – I'm very, very discombobulated by this because you never know how the Celtics are going to play. They are an absolute roller coaster because you, you think they've gotten it all together. They, they've brought all the pieces together and then they fall apart again. And you never know if they're the box of chocolate steam, you never know what you're going to get. And that's really, really frustrating as a fan watching this team. So I have mad beef with the Celtics right now. You see, I, I we got updated series here from Zach Celtics right now, plus one Oh five, the heat are a minus one twenty five to outright win the series. Uh, Miami covering that game three as a plus six dog. Uh, the over of 207 hit as well because of that barrage of, of shot making by Boston late in that game after having such a slow uh, start. Game four odds. Celtics go up from a six-point favorite in game three to a seven-point favorite in game four. Over under two, eight and a half. Let me ask you very quickly before I give my thoughts, where would you lean on that one? You sound like you would take Miami plus the seven, and mm -hmm. I'm assuming you'd take the over, or would you take Boston? Here's the thing. Both of my bets in that game did hit. So I had the Celtics to cover and I had the over. So I might just do that again in this game because it, mm. it worked for me that time. But I'm still mad at them. I'm still very mad. So, yeah, I'm going to. But still, I'm going to take them to cover the spread in the over because maybe they'll recover. Maybe they can still recover. But that's. Wait. You said you had Boston minus the six in the last game. Did they cover last game? No, they lost outright. Lost oh, yeah. Oh, duh. No, Miami duh, is a, duh. Is a dog. I. I had the over. I had the over. Oh, in that yeah. Hit. Okay. Okay. Yes. Okay. So I'm going to take them to cover and I'm going to take the, the over in this next game. Okay. So I think it's important to note, like as much as we want to react to things um, in real time. And I know I've done this. I did it with Dallas and Phoenix. It's like you react in real time of, well, this team X got blown out. There's no way that it can compete. And it looks like the series is shifting. I think we've seen that quite a bit where it feels that way. And then the very next game teams respond. It's it's why I liked Boston a lot in game two, not so much. I, I took them in game three, admittedly, but I wasn't like the most confident about that. And Miami showed me why. And I think a lot of people are going to have this with Golden State Dallas, where you might feel like, OK, Dallas was up big game two. They should have won that game. They blew it. Golden State came back um, and they ended up winning that thing and taking a two hole series lead. But man, 
Dallas went down 0-2 to Phoenix. So I'd be careful in just assuming they're not going to be able to come back uh, and maybe make this a bit of a series and push this a little more going into a game four. Uh, that being said, I think, I, I think I'm going to ride with Boston minus the seven because if Vegas is thinking this goes from six to seven and yeah. Boston largely was getting blown out at home in game three, I'm going to assume Vegas knows what I think I know, and that's Jason Tatum's not scoring just 10 points and finishing 3 of 14 shooting uh, with six turnovers. The Heat, by the way, per, per Elias Sports, the Heat have won just two quarters this entire series, the third of game one and the first of game three, winning those quarters by a, by a combined uh, 46 points, which kind of creeps into why Miami's up to one. They've got huge, huge leads, and it makes it that, uh, that much more difficult uh, for Boston to come back. So despite what we yeah. saw, despite the frustration people I think have at Tatum, I, I'm going to lean Boston minus the seven here. I think Vegas knows why they're going up a point on the spread. And this just feels like such a back and forth series until you get to maybe five or until you at least get to six and maybe even seven in that series. And then I think it's a crapshoot. It's whose best player is going to show up and play big. But right now, I actually do think Boston at minus seven has value in it because I think so many people are instinctively going to roll Miami plus the seven, given what we just saw in game three. I agree with you on that. That's why I like that as well. When I saw that stat from Elias in that tweet, I felt sick. I was like, are you, are you kidding me? Yeah. This defense, what are, what are you doing? Why right now are you falling apart? You, you did not come this far just to come this far. What are you doing? Get it together. And yes, I of course hope they get it together, but I'm, I'm just, just, just angry right now. But I, I think they pissed, will. Huh? Oh, but it's just like, well, they, they came so close to winning it and pulling it off. And, and it would have been such a great story and it just would have been so nice. But I did come into the series thinking that they would have to be carrying Boston sports fans through this first part of the last part of the spring, first part of the summer because of the Red Sox, but the Red Sox not doing too bad. So right now. So I think, uh, are, yeah. Are you, were <laughs> you okay buying? It is okay. If they lose one, uh, <laughs> I think this game, I think this series going six or seven, like I thought it was going into it and it appears that, or at least it feels like that to me, We'll see. Maybe Miami yeah. will shock the world, win game three. They go back to Boston up 3-1, um, and, and then we – or no, they would go back to Miami up 3-1, and then we would see if they can close them out. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to rest on my laurels of the NBA playoffs have been wild back and forth. Yes. And I, oh I'm, I'm going to take the team favored a little more very quickly because we had about 90 seconds. We'll go to Luke Pergandy here of uh, PropSwap.com, uh, co-founder of everything, and we'll walk through the futures of what he thinks so far – very quickly, do we think that Tatum and Smart faked their injuries, that they did it for momentum's sake to, hey, I want to come out and I want to get an ovation. Uh, I don't like to question Marcus Smart's toughness, but it's kind of curious how they both look like they couldn't walk or move and they instantly came back and they were playing just fine. So Smart, maybe. Jason Tatum, I do believe it was real based on how his, it just the look on his face. I think he dislocated his shoulder. I think that's probably what happened. Wow. And so then they just popped it back in and then gave him a couple minutes and then he was better and was like, okay, I can come back now. Uh, Marcus Smart, I don't know. That's a little bit more iffy. That's it. I see. I love these conspiracy theories. So yes, <laughs> I think Marcus Smart, iffy. Jason Tatum, I lean towards real. I, I just I know I've been a little kid before who dribbled and lost the ball and led to a turnover and I know I felt it before at least one time in my life and I was like ah oh. I, I twisted my finger you know that's the only reason Flop I lost city. that yes exactly exactly let's find out more let's talk with Luke Pergandy PropSwap.com what does he make of the NBA playoffs uh, MVP on the Jokic stuff 
and any futures tickets he likes. Luke Pergandy joins Back to the Futures next on BetQL Network. What's up, everybody? Nick Costos here from You Better You Bet, 3 to 7 p.m. Eastern. Download the free Odyssey app now to watch and listen to the Daily Tip. BetQL Daily, You Better You Bet, and BetMGM tonight on the BetQL Network. Start your day with a daily tip featuring Michael Jenkins and Chelsea Messenger. Weekday morning, 6 to 9 a.m. Eastern on The Bet. Presented by BetMGM. My alarm did not go off. So I woke up about 13 minutes before the show started, which is fine if you're male. But it's just like I can't cut back that much time on hair and makeup. I am a man who requires a lot of preparation to get ready. What? What? What do you do? Do you see how much hair I have? I wish. Right now, I would. Well, guess what? I would sue you for all that you're worth with no shame whatsoever. You're they Amber Heard s- in this trial. I'm Johnny Depp. Yeah, that is absolutely not true. Objection. I resent the fact that you're implying, and I know what you're doing here, that I poop in the bed, and I have not pooped in the bed for a very long time. It's not my fault that you woke up 13 minutes before the show. Don't act like I pooped the bed because I, sir, ma'am, do not. The Daily Tip, morning 6 to 9 Eastern from the BetQL Network, America's home for wagertainment. I'm Listening Daily, brought to you by Genomind. Here's Michael Phelps on seeking help for mental problems. You know, I think for me in, in 2014, when I found myself in that dark, dark place where, you know, I, necess- I I didn't want to be alive in those four days when I was in my room by myself, not wanting to talk to anybody, not eating anything, not moving for three or four days. You know, for me, after sitting there and thinking about everything, I, I wanted to find a different way. I wanted to find a different answer. Um, I was sick and tired of feeling how I felt and just that opportunity of sharpening up your tools. You know, that's kind of what I wanted to do. And that's why I that, that's why I started to seek help. And, and, and that's when I checked myself into a treatment center. Uh, and, and since then, I've I've been working with a therapist. I'm listening is brought to you by Genomind, the Genomind mental health map, the new expert starting point for your mental health. Visit mentalhealthmap.com to learn more and order your mental health map DNA test kit today. That's mentalhealthmap.com. The sports betting world never sleeps, so wrap up your day with BetMGM Tonight, featuring Ryan Horvath, Quentin Mayo, and Trista Crick, 7 to 11 Eastern, from the BetQL Network. Cody Decker. Starling Marte. I love his game. He's just such a clutch hitter, especially with runners and scoring possession. But people in my mentions, all they want to talk about is OPS, OPS this, OPS. Do you think that calculator nerds kind of overvalue that? Yes. I think I think if anyone values one stat over another, in any way that's overvalued. Every stat matters. There's not only one way to win ball games. If you get on base, if you say you're a guy like uh, Terrence Gore, a guy who hasn't gotten a hit in like 10 years of baseball, yeah. baseball, but you know what he has done? Stolen some clutch bases and gotten extra bases due to his speed. Thus, Terrence Gore is an incredible ball player, and that's just how he helps teams win. So anyone that's bitching about Sterling Marte, I don't know what else to say other than they're stupid. BetMGM tonight, 7 to 11 Eastern, from the BetQL Network, America's home for wagertainment. Let's get back to more Back to the Futures with Lucy Burge and Brandon Sprague, only on the BetQL Network. All right, welcome back in, guys. Back to the Futures here on the BetQL Network and the Odyssey app. Uh, Thank you for joining us on this Sunday evening or tuning into the podcast uh, whenever you're able to get a chance. We're really excited. We'll dive into some more coming up at the bottom, including uh, strictly just getting the Mavs and the Warriors game uh, game three is about to uh, tip off here at the top of the hour. And so we'll give you our thoughts on where we would lean betting on that one. 
Uh, but let's welcome onto the show our good friend, the man who's overcome everything to be here, including food poisoning, Luke Pergandy of PropSwap.com, co-founder of it, runs the website. It is fantastic stuff. Uh, futures bets, any and everything you can think of, man. PropSwap.com is the website. And Luke uh, joins us yet again. Luke, uh, good evening. Thanks for joining us here on Back to the Futures again, my man. How are we feeling and what are we feeling right now about what we're seeing in this Boston-Miami series? Yeah. Uh, well, I'm in Vegas, so you can't really complain anytime you're in Las Vegas. Uh, so 520 by me, but um, I'm good. Uh, trials and tribulations last week. Happy to, to join tonight. Um, yeah, I mean, this PGA Championship was crazy. Uh, if you want to start with golf, uh, yeah. if you guys had a few, it was, um, you know, JT, of course, wins another major. Uh, we sold a Mito Pereira ticket. It was a fifty-five dollar, two hundred to one original bet. He got it on like Wednesday. He Whoa. sold it on Sunday for seventeen hundred dollars on props up for fifty bucks oh into wow. seventeen hundred. Uh, and we obviously know the collapse that Pereira had uh, on Sunday. That thing goes to zero. Uh, of course, the seller turns you know fifty into seventeen hundred guaranteed. So very good job for him. And people always ask us like, do you feel bad for the buyers on props up? Like. In this situation, he got Pereira at five uh, to one odds. The buyer did when he purchased that ticket on props. He got a five to one odds in the book. Pereira was three to one. So, mm. you know, he still got the best price in the world on Pereira at the time. You know, no one thought he was going to just collapse on a double bogey at 18. Um, so he got a really good price. And of course, you know, the seller was just played it perfectly. Well, in terms of the Celtics Heat series, what are some things you're seeing as it's it, there've been Celtics, of course, have been kind of a roller coaster. Is there anything you're seeing that's notable in that that reflects that, or just in general? Yeah, I mean, we can't keep a Celtics sticking on the shelf. Still, I think there's still faith in this team. Um, you know, the Jimmy Butler uh, injury news. We'll see how that plays out if he's going to return in this series. <laughs> Seems like they might not need him, uh, Miami. But um, yeah, yeah, I mean, look. I, the Celtics are the team of the the props off team of the year. They were uh, 150 to one um, in November. I mean, this is just a perfect, you know, props off situation. You grab a, a team like that that just performed really poorly in the first half of the season before the all-star break. And they just turned it on in the second half of the season and they still got a shot. So yeah, no, we are, we are seeing tons of Celtics futures get posted, um, you know, 150 to one, 101, 80 to one, you know, all the way down to if you got them a week ago, you know, um, they were like seven to one uh, as of right now, they're plus three thirty still. So, you know, definitely tons of demand and tons of uh, tickets getting posted just because they were just such a huge long shot in the first half of the season. So How the wild. Celtics prop oh, ahead, swap team of the year, clip that, save that audio yeah. forever. Yeah. That is, that is a relief. <laughs> that is a relief to me. Yeah. Thank you very much, Luke. Yeah. <laughs> Luke, no, that's Luke, I was curious about you're talking about value with the Celtics and how they're kind of one of the favorites. I'm curious. The, the playoffs have been really weird, a little wonky, like where we're getting a lot of blowout games and people, I think, buy in on the team that blows the other out. And then yeah. the next game, the other team takes turns. I'm curious how the tickets have looked back and forth during these playoff run with that kind of outcome and how volatile that market can kind of be right now. Yeah, a hundred percent. So we've said this since day one of running this website, like people overreact in game so like as soon as you know Miami blows out Boston like everyone floods the website to grab Miami tickets and I was like no like 
you have to look at the series in a totality way. Every game is just building up to seven games. So like you can't overreact. And an example of that would be during these games, uh, you know, Miami will be up big. We'll sell a bunch of Miami futures that like, you know, example would be. So right now they are, they're plus 300. We'll sell them at like plus 250 in game because people freak out. They're like, oh my God, the heat are so good. Let me go buy a ticket. But if you actually wait until the game's over and let the dust settle, you can maybe get a better number. So, you know, what that tells prop swap sellers is that you should have tickets on the website in game because buyers may come looking for a ticket and the seller can get a better price because those buyers overreact just because the heat are up. They may not win that game. Nonetheless, if you wait until after the game, you might get a better price. Where are you seeing the most action on winning the championship? Like, are the Warriors being heavily, like, is there a lot yeah. of action on the Warriors or is it just like they, there's value elsewhere? I'd still the Celtics. I mean, just, just because the Warriors have been such low odds the whole season, like that's not a great prop swap situation because you're buying at three to one and you're selling at like even money or plus 120. Like the margin in that transaction just isn't there in contrast to, you know, the Mavericks. We sold a ton of Mavericks tickets. The Mavericks were, when they were down 2-0 to Phoenix, Dallas was 100 to 1. And all they did was win that series, which is huge. Yeah. Like Phoenix was the best team in the regular season. I get it. But they just won one series and the odds went to 10 to 1. So like just by winning one series, they're still in the, you know, the semis, the Western Conference Championship. They went from 100 to 1 to 10 to 1. So, you know, in a situation like that, if you grabbed a 101 ticket on props up or from your local sports book, you can post that for 10 times what you're, you know, what you're originally paid. If you bet a hundred, you can sell it for a thousand. Like that's a great, that's a great ROI just from winning one series. Yeah. Luke Pergandy's here, our, our guest and our co-founder of PropSwap.com. He joins us uh, pretty regularly here on Back to the Futures here and across the BetQL network. Uh, as you see the hat there, PropSwap.com, your go-to for futures tickets and all things uh, game five, game four, whatever you have, if you can get one of those tickets, there's always somebody looking for good value. Speaking of that, I, I, I didn't put a ton of money on it, but I do have a Eastern Conference to win the East odds of Miami at plus 550. I got it about a month and a half before the season ended. It's pretty wild to me, Luke. You're telling me over and over about Boston, Boston, Boston. We know Golden State's got some action, and you mentioned Dallas and their long odds at 2-0 to Phoenix. I'm curious what you made of Miami and the tickets you've seen with Miami because Miami's up 2-1. They're two games away, and yet it feels like largely this entire season, including to this point, Miami just is not viewed the way that they're – the way the outcomes are kind of showing, right? Mm -hmm. Like they're two wins away from winning the East, and yet there's still way more people that have faith in Boston. It may not be misplaced, but what have you made of the way Miami's been viewed in the market? Yeah, agreed. Um, uh, they are not getting the respect that they maybe should, considering where they are at this point in time. I mean, you look right now, they're up two to one. They're still only minus 120 yeah. to win. Like for a team that's in the driver's seat of the series and to have still stolen one in Boston, like they should be like minus 170, you know? So there's just still um, the odds makers and, and props off. We just still have not seen a ton of faith um in the Miami Heat you know perhaps it I'd, it could be the Jimmy Butler news you know it's like if he's if their star player isn't playing like can you really make them minus 175 when um you know ar arguably they're, they're certainly their best postseason player isn't playing so I think that's probably the root 
of why they're not getting as much respect as Boston. Obviously, Golden State in the West looks looks incredible so far. We'll see how Game Three goes in a minute here. Um, but yeah, I think I think that's my best answer. That's just the uncertainty behind Jimmy Butler's health is why they're not uh, minus one seventy or, or even lower. When it comes to baseball, because I am very curious as the MLB season is heating up, not just on the Red Sox, but are you seeing any notable action in any specific with any specific teams or World Series, anything like that? Cy Young, yeah. anything like that? Yeah, um, you know, a lot of Yankees uh, tickets selling so far. Uh, obviously, very minimal Cincinnati Reds or Chicago Cubs tickets. The NL Central looks like a disaster. <laughs> Yeah, um, White Sox kind of indecisive on they're not hitting the ball as, as well as people thought they were going to. So kind of some we've seen some White Sox tickets getting dumped early. It's like, you know, a situation where you just want to cut your loss. You're like, they, I mean, they had they had World Series aspirations to the Chicago White Sox and um, they just haven't been hitting as well. So we've su- seen some people who got them at, you know, say six to one, dumping it at odds of 12 to one, just get half their money back. They bet 100 you know, sell that, sell that White Sox future for 50 and cut your losses on them. Um, and then uh, the Dodgers, I mean, <laughs> the fact that they got Freddie Freeman is just ridiculous. Um, so yeah, son, Dodgers tickets, as soon as it hits the shelf, it's usually purchased. They're just, they look amazing. Do you think yeah, the Luke. angels with like Mike Trout, Shohei Otani, all of that going on, should they be valued more? Should more people mm-hmm. be in on that team? Yeah, I mean, I, I regular season baseball is not the most exciting thing to watch. I get it. That's obviously 162 games, but if Shohei Otani's on TV, I watch him. Like they are, he's such a cool player to watch. And obviously, to, to your point, Mike Trout, who's if he can stay healthy, is one of the best players ever. Um, yeah, I mean, they are Angels are 20 to one right now. Yep. You know, so um, yeah, that to me, that's that's showing love in a and and faith in a team that's kind of been a, a doormat for a really long time um and then uh the Mets we're selling a lot of Mets tickets as well they are plus 850 currently um but yeah you're right the Angels should be a hotter topic they're down to 20 to 1 so clearly the odds makers have have taken notice uh, it's, it's re- interesting yeah no it's interesting Luke that you say that because I saw that and I thought that's that's really good value the one yeah. thing I, I think a west coast guy like me hesitates on the angels is well the angels do this and then you can't trust them and they blow it but plus 850 I think right now to win the AL plus 20, 20 to 2200 depending on where you're looking uh, to win the world series let me let me transition from baseball to football I do have a this is a kind of a random I'll throw at you I, I'm curious what you make of the current market with the Cleveland Browns. And the reason I ask this is because Deshaun Watson is presumably going to be the quarterback. Baker Mayfield is gone. Yeah. But we also don't know what the penalty is going to be from the NFL. There's been no indication they're close to announcing anything. And people yeah. took note, they don't have a national TV game, I think till week eight or week nine, which makes everybody's eyes, eyebrows raise and go, okay, we kind of have an idea. How would you gauge the market of a team like Cleveland that if Watson's playing, we know how good they can be, but schedule makers and maybe some, some tea leaves are telling us stay away at least the first almost half of the season. Yeah. Um, I mean, they, that's a team that had Super Bowl aspirations last year, you know, yeah. with Baker Mayfield at the helm. And um, now I think we can all agree, probably an upgrade at the quarterback position. Um, they've drafted really well, really good offensive line. Um, you know, the division's tough. Like you got to play the Ravens twice. That is no joke. 
Uh, and obviously <laughs> the Super Bowl, uh, you know, runner up, the Cincinnati Bengals. So um, it's a gauntlet. You know, you've had to, you have to play both those two teams twice. Um, I like them. I agree kind of similar to the Jimmy Butler situation, like the, the injury uncertainty slash suspension uncertainty of Deshaun Watson gives me a little bit of pause. Will it be four? Will it be eight? It could be zero. I think there's a chance at zero. They'll, Goodell might just say, let the justice system play out. Um, but eight is, in my very non-professional opinion of assessing suspensions, I think eight is probably the maximum that he would get. I don't think he gets suspended for the whole year. Um, but the Browns are going to be good. I mean, that's they're a really good team. And the, the biggest concern I have is their division, just so they get beat up by the time they get to the playoffs by um, – you know, by Cincinnati or Baltimore, but they're good. The Browns are, the Browns are good for sure. I think the missing piece last year was Baker. He just, was he injured? Maybe, you know, did he just not gel with the OC? Was Stefanski probably that as well? I'm sure it was both of those reasons, um, but the Browns are a good team. Another thing with the NFL on the Buccaneers. So as Brady is announcing all of these new ventures and all of this new stuff yeah. he's doing, are people still in on the Buccaneers to win the Super Bowl? Like, is anybody taking that? That yeah. you've seen. Yeah. I mean, look, I, I, the Bucks right now are plus 750 to win the Super Bowl. Second lowest odds. Buffalo Bills, number one. Tampa Bay Buccaneers, number two. Um, yeah. People are definitely taking the Bucks. I get it. I, I agree, Lucy. Like, how many balls? Where's can, his mind? Yeah. yeah like, Where's, how many balls focused. can he have in the air at once? I get that pushback. Um, you know, I would, I would imagine, first of all, you know, we're still in May. So they really, you know, I'm sure he's training, but he's really not in football mode yet. Uh, but I got to imagine, like, with the Brady brand, like, he's hired people to manage that brand. They're not going to be asking him, hey, you know, we're out of joggers. Like, how many more pairs of joggers should we order? I, I doubt he's making that decision. Um, but I get it. It's a, it's a fair pushback. You know, kind of back to the Browns for a second. Like, that's a pushback that Baker gets. Like, he filmed so many darn commercials. Like, are you actually taking the time to learn the playbook to, like, you know, to become a better passer. Like I, you're, if you put yourself out there, you're going to get, um, you're going to get attention on that. But um, obviously Tom Brady, Baker Mayfield, a few different categories of athletes there. <laughs> yeah, no sure. doubt. No doubt. Good stuff. Luke Pergandy, propswap.com. Go visit the website, check it out, get some futures tickets, put it on the website. Luke, we always appreciate the time, man. Thank you for hopping on. And I'm sure we'll talk to you in just a couple of weeks. Thanks Brandon. Bye Lucy. Bye, right, Luke. There we go. Good Good stuff there from Luke Pergandy of PropSwap.com. I'm telling you guys, this website's awesome. I love to go there and just see what kind of tickets get posted and what futures. It's fascinating. Like, if I'm in that position, what I want to get to. Um, and follow them stuff. on Twitter because they've yes. got some greatly post their tickets on Twitter. Fantastic yep. stuff. Absolutely. Give PropSwap on Twitter a follow. All right, we wrap it up. we got a lot to get to. Uh, some Major League Baseball, some more NBA, including Game 3, Dallas, and Golden State. Where are we leaning on that one? We'll tell you coming up next year on the BetQL Network. It's Trista Crick. Download the free Odyssey app to watch and listen to Quentin Mayo, Ryan Horvath, and me on BetMGM tonight, 7 to 11 Eastern, plus the daily tip, BetQL Daily, and you better you bet on the BetQL Network.
Start your day with a daily tip featuring Michael Jenkins and Chelsea Messenger. Weekday morning, 6 to 9 a.m. Eastern on The Bet. Presented by BetMGM. All right. Eight ball. Do we like uh, the Canadians? Oh, God. The answer is reply hazy. Try again. Mm-hmm. All right, 8-Ball. Let's cannot predict now. Even so this 8-Ball doesn't long, even predict this This game. might be the longest 20 minutes we've ever done on this show. This feels All like right. next Wednesday. Okay. We have an answer. 8-Ball yes. says it is certain. Okay, Chelsea. Your turn. Let's get you a winner from the 8-Ball on your baseball pick. All right, 8-Ball. Do we like the Oakland A's today on the money line? And it says ask again later. God, this 8-Ball. All right, outlook good. We have an answer. Uh, all right, fine. I believe it wasn't easy. Yeah, God, that was some work. <laughs> like pulling teeth. The Daily Tip, morning 6 to 9 Eastern from the BetQL Network, your home for wagertainment. I'm Listening Daily, brought to you by Genomind. Here's Michael Phelps on finding change within yourself. I can say as an athlete, you know, I think we're supposed to be these big macho men. You know, that's part of what makes us who we are. So so we compartmentalize that and we stuff it away and we don't talk about it. It's not healthy to, to carry something like that through life. And, you know, in, in, in 2014, I just came to the point where I was sick and tired of carrying it through my life. And, and I wanted to find change. And, and, and that really, I guess, for me, forced me to become vulnerable. You know, for me, that was just something that I was looking looking forward to. I was looking forward to finding that vulnerability because I wanted to see change. I wanted to see what else I could go, you know, what else I could do to help me. I'm listening is brought to you by Genomind, the Genomind mental health map, the new expert starting point for your mental health. Visit mentalhealthmap.com to learn more and order your mental health map DNA test kit today. That's mentalhealthmap.com. It's BetQL Daily with the Joes and Aaron Hawksworth, 9 to noon Eastern on the BetQL Network. I've got a ghost story. Three separate times over the course of like five or six years, I kept seeing the same man walking on the side of the road like in the middle of the night. He wore oh. jeans, dark blue, dark, like a dark blue sweatshirt, and like had some sort of like bandana thing in his head. Same dude. One time <laughs> I saw him. He's like, I'll never forget. The first time I saw him. I was driving, and then I looked in the rear view mirror. There's no one else on the road, and he was like, where I just drove through, and it freaked me out. And I never forget what he looked like. A couple years later, I saw him again on the side of the road as I drove by, and then one more time, a couple times after that. So if he's not a ghost, it's the same dude in different towns walking on the side of the road at 3 o'clock in the morning. BetQL Daily with the Joes and Aaron Hawksworth, 9 to noon Eastern on the BetQL Network. Let's get back to more Back to the Futures with Lucy Burge and Brandon Sprague, only on the BetQL Network. All right, we wrap it up here. Back to the Futures here on the BetQL Network, the Odyssey app, and wherever you uh, find your podcast. Lucy Burge, my great and wonderful co-host over there on the uh, East Coast. And we have a lot to try to get to here in this final segment. Our thanks again to Luke Pergandy of uh, PropSwap.com. Remember, visit PropSwap.com. Uh, to find all the futures tickets you can. Give them a follow on Twitter as well. As Lucy mentioned, they uh, they like to post those futures tickets to uh, entice people, see if you can find some value. So absolutely yeah. some good value in the NBA. Um, a lot to get to here. Let's start very quickly, something we haven't talked about yet. And it happened this week. Uh, we got college football coaching beef here, Lucy. We've Wild. got Nick Saban, the, the czar, the all-time goat of college football making public comments about Texas A&M and the recruiting 
saying Texas A&M has bought the recruiting class. Uh, Jimbo Fisher did not appreciate that. So Jimbo Fisher, the head coach of uh, the Aggies, held the press conference. And to give you a little taste, if you haven't heard any of it, uh, Jimbo had this to say about Saban. Coach, uh, like to respond to some comments made last night in Alabama? Uh, yes, I would. First of all, I'll say it's a shame that we have to do this. It's really despicable. It's despicable that somebody can say things about somebody and an organ. More importantly, 17-year-old kids. You're taking shots at 17-year-old kids and their families. And they broke state laws. They're, they're, they're all money. They're, we bought every player on this group. We never bought anybody. No rules were broken. Nothing was done wrong. It was all in the, and the way we do things, the ethics in which we do things. And these families, it's despicable that a reputable head coach could come out and say this when he doesn't get his way or things don't go his way. The narcissist in him doesn't allow those things to happen, and it's ridiculous But when, when he's not on top. And the parody in college football he's been talking about, go talk to coaches who coach for him. You'll find out all the parody. Go dig into wherever he's been. You can find out anything. And it's a shame that you've got to sit here and defend 17-year-old kids and families and Texas A&M because we do things right. Yikes. Yeah. Uh, Jimbo, oh, Jimbo not mincing words there. He also had a bit there, Lucy, where he said, uh, when I lied and cheat, my, my dad would slap me basically across the head. Maybe somebody should slap him. Um, oh, so, it, he is advocating for violence. This is, don't come oh, after no, seven, no, no, seventeen no, no. year yes. olds and their families. He also said we built him up to be this czar of football, and then go dig into his past. Yeah, right, which I, is yeah. you know, Jimbo Lucy. If you didn't know, Jimbo coached with Nick Saban at LSU yes. years ago. It's no secret that Saban, like Saban, is awesome, right? But like he also gets all the five star players for a reason. Bit ridiculous, I think, a Jimbo to try to play the uh, we didn't pay anybody to be here line. You didn't cheat because NIL is legal, Jimbo. But come on, man. Like, you're not you're going to tell me some of these recruits just came with zero deals lined up. We know what this world is now. Uh, should be noted just for future's sake, and we'll move on here after this. Where would you lean with futures? Would you still take Alabama, who right now is the favorite to win the NCAA championship, the national championship at plus 200, or do you buy into the value – of plus 2,800 for Texas A&M. Well, my head says, yes, Alabama, but Texas A&M, I'm on Jimbo's side here. So yeah, Texas A&M, hammer that, please. Because yeah, Alabama, okay. I, would, I would feel very weird taking Alabama after that, after what he did. So yeah, after what Saban said. So yeah, Jimbo, but the thing with Jimbo too is he, he broke it, he used the tactic of breaking it down piece by piece to 17 year olds and their families to just really break it down to bare bones to be like, look how stupid you are, Saban, going after these innocent 17-year-olds, their minors, and their families who had nothing to do with this. Yeah, the, the, the tactic there was interesting, I thought. But yeah, yeah still Texas A&M for sure. The cardinal sin, Lucy, you do not call out recruiting stuff, tactics in recruiting. It is, uh, It never really ends uh, well for you. I think there's still good value. I don't buy A&M quite on the level of Bama, but if we're looking for value bets, 28 to 1, for Texas A&M to do it, they beat Alabama last year, man. They just got to avoid those blow-up games, and they can find themselves right there. So maybe 2,800 or plus 2,800, uh, depending on what book you're looking at. I see also see plus 3,000. You can get some pretty good odds. Some college football you know, beef is always good. You know Jimbo is going to want this more than ever now, too. So oh, to win a yeah. championship. Well, but, 
So, so is Saban. Think about so that. is Saban. So well, is Saban. Well, that too, actually. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, they're going to want to beat the hell out of each other. Let's get to game three. We have a lot to get to, including you. Uh, you have an opinion about something Tom Brady's doing, uh, which I think we agreed via text, but we'll see. We'll yes. talk about that. Game three, Mavericks, Warriors, Dallas, two-point favorites, over-unders, 218 and a half. Um, I actually, I hit the over of the last matchup between these two, hit it rather easily. Warriors are minus 750 to win the series after game two. Mavs are at plus 550. Should be noted, Luke pointed out, Dallas was 100-1 to when they dropped to 2-0 against Phoenix to win the championship. Uh, do we think this one's over? Does this feel different than Phoenix? Is Golden State going to be able to go to Dallas uh, here at the top of the hour and uh, go up at the 3-0 level where nobody's ever come back from? I like the Warriors to win this game. I like them to, I like the over to hit, but I think the Warriors not only win tonight, but if they win tonight, they will sweep this series. I don't see the Mavericks winning oh. a game in this series. I think the Warriors, I don't see how the Warriors lose. I have a really tough time be betting against Steph Curry and rooting against him and the Splash Brothers. And I see them as a dominant force. And I think Luca is just like, nah, and he's just done. And I see the Warriors potentially sweeping, definitely winning tonight. And then sweeping. Okay. I mean, I think we need to bust out your dollar bet and we need to be yes. laying, laying that I one dollar. A, I will put one American dollar on that for <laughs> sure. That is, see, that's as high as I go. So that means I really believe it. Yes. Okay. <laughs> so you don't, so you're, you're going to take Golden State money line then, I'm assuming, because the spread's only yes. two. Like the odds exactly. of that being, okay. All right. No, I yeah. think that's money the, line. Yep. If you think Golden State's going to win, I think you just take Golden State money line. I'm going to take Dallas here. I think Dallas is going to play well. I think Luka's going to have them ready to go. Um, you can easily make an argument that they shouldn't have lost that second game. And what are we thinking about the series if Dallas goes back to Big D with the split against Golden State out of there? I think that's that's the important part of this, Lucy. And this has kind of been my point throughout the show. Until we see it, I don't think we should assume that these teams who are either coming back and winning or blowing out the other team – we shouldn't assume that the series is over. If you would have told me that Dallas wins game seven against Phoenix, I wouldn't have been shocked. If you would have told me that Dallas was going to be up by damn near 50 points basically throughout the whole game, my jaw is on the floor. And I missed it live, and I still rewatched it, and I still have no idea what happened to Phoenix in that game. I think Golden State's going to win the series. Yes, I'm going to roll with Dallas. I think uh, two's not great. I'm going to take the money line, and I'm betting the over because I don't think either of these teams have it defensively. Uh, to stop one another from hitting the over. So that's where I would lean. I would take Dallas Moneyline parlayed with the over of it at 218. Oh, a little parlay action. Very oh, nice. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. If you, if you like Love both it. of them, just put them together and get, you know, slightly better odds. That's what I would do. A lot of value on that. Yeah, there were times during the Celtics-Bucks series where if you told me the Celtics were going to come back and win that series, I'd say you're crazy. Even though my heart was saying Celtics in seven. My head was like, this, no. there are points of that that felt like this is nuts. I can't. And so I still can't believe they beat them, which is why, again, I'm so angry about this because they came so far. And now they 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 can beat that. I know they can beat the Heat and I know they can do it. And they have to know they can do it. And I don't know when where their minds are now. Yeah. When Milwaukee, when Milwaukee won game five on the road, I, I, I was I'm with you. I was like, this is over in six. I can't believe it's going to be over in six. And Boston was resilient, and Boston took it to him and controlled game six on the road. And then you go, you get to go home for game seven. Giannis exhausted. You know, nobody else hitting their shots. I think Grant Williams by himself was like a plus 21 against three other players uh, in Insane. Milwaukee's rotation. So, you know, 
I, I still think Boston can make this a series, and if Dallas wins tonight, could also be a series. Let's uh, let's end on this note here, as we talk some baseball with Luke Pergandy. Um, let's end on this Brady note. Reportedly, Tom Brady is going to participate in a roast. He's putting this on on Netflix. A roast, a greatest roast of all time. A roast, uh, and he mm. is going to be the subject of said roast. Your feelings as a Boston-based Brady sycophant. Yeah, so he's not only the subject of this roast, he's the executive yeah. producer of this show. So yes, this is. is right out of an episode of The Office where Michael Scott says to everybody in the office, everybody, let's have a roast of me. So get up there and roast me. So he's producing this. He So they start going after him and he's like, okay, enough of this. Yeah, you can't take talk it. To yeah, like emotionally, right. yes, so, yes. Because he's the producer of this event. So he's like, okay, here's a roast of me. This is what Brady is doing. He's the executive producer. So of course they're not going to go all in on him. They're not going to say some of the things we had discussed, like about, about Trump and MAGA hats and things like you could really go after Brady for some things and make fun of him. But people are going to be like, oh, he's old. Old. Oh, he retired and unretired. That's crazy. <laughs> it's not going to be the deep dive that I actually want it to be. I want people to go after him for the Brady brand logo, which is garbage. I, I hope we all agree that brand, that logo should be more intricate and it shouldn't be so plain. And for him to think he's Michael Jordan with his Air Jordan type brand, that's what I would go after him for. Like, who do you think you, oh, he's Tom Brady. Yes. Who do you think you are? You're Tom Brady. But that logo is terrible. And that's what I, that would be my crux of my subject if I was roasting Tom Brady. He strikes me. See, this is the thing about, it's so good at, I think. He's been very, very good at portraying a certain image of himself, I would say, since he left New England. As soon as he got out of New England, it was social gets fired up. Comments are a little more honest and raw. He's done an exceptional job. I still am not convinced what he's going to be as a play-by-play -play guy. If there is not a joke about him being at the Capitol on January 6th in 2021, this is a waste of my time. I need yeah. somebody, and whether that's Gronk or somebody else in his life, I need somebody. Bill Belichick. Joke. Bill Belichick Maybe. would never participate in this. This will never happen. But I do need, I need people to not hold back, and I want the real. I want the the legitimate roast. I don't want him to edit it out. So if he does that, I'm interested. If he doesn't, eh, it's just another thing on Netflix that randomly gets suggested to me, and I don't care about it. Exactly. I think it's going to be really cheesy and I think it's going to be very surface level because he, again, he's the executive producer. My, this will be a waste of my time is if Belichick is not one of the people roasting him. Waste he of my not. time. I, I, promise I know you. he won't be, but like how incredible would that be? What are the odds of that? It, very long, but I'll take him. It would probably be like plus 85,000 at that point. Sure. Um, so yeah, there, we'll see what happens with that one. Uh, good luck to all your futures tickets. We'll see what happens here in game three. It's about to tip off between uh, Dallas and uh, Golden State in Big D. And uh, our thanks again to Luke Pergandy, Evan, Zach, everybody else. Kendall filling in today. Thank you guys uh, for tuning in. Back to the futures. We're back next week with another edition. We'll dive back into a little bit more of the NBA and Major League Baseball. We'll catch you next week here. Back to the futures on the BetQL Network. Lucy Burge, Brandon Spray. Jelton Messenger here. Download the free Odyssey app now to watch and listen to the Daily Tip 6 to 9.